Welcome into our first episode of Open Box Policy. I'm Josh. I am Devin. And on this episode, we have our buddy Adam in. We talk about his job as a substance abuse consultant. We also talk about Netflix. We talk about streaming services, Amazon, how it's changing the scope of online shopping. And we dabble in this and that, and it's a catch-all episode with numerous topics. Oh, yeah. We do this thing uh, in our intros on every episode. We have a question of the week that you guys can uh, can tweet at us. Uh, this question is, do you think we should cut the cord on cable completely and move to streaming services only? Okay, you can tweet us. Let us know at OBP Raw. Find us on Instagram with the same name, guys. Guys, if you want to continue the conversation or you have any topics that you would like for us to talk about, feel free to email us at obppodcast at gmail.com. And please, for God's sake, subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. And rate us and let us know what you think about our episodes. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, so I want to welcome in today a very special guest, my good buddy, Adam, who I've known for a good while. Yes. <laughs> All right, Adam, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I mean, first and foremost, my name is Adam. I I worked at, I mean, we're not supposed to talk about that. I wor- I'm going to sell. I don't give a shit. No, I, it's whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. I want to do. Whatever yeah, you feel comfortable don't, with. Don't put baby in a corner. I worked <laughs> at Home Depot for the better part of 12 years in an outside Home Depot. Now I am an addiction substance abuse consultant. I basically help people find their way into rehab for substance abuse. Okay. So now in your position, do you only field the calls or are you like over a group of people? What do you do? Because I haven't talked to you in a while about this, so I don't, I don't know. I know you've made some changes. So, Well, yeah. I, I basically I field the calls. Referrals come into me, and the so we have a team of people in just across the United States. They'll go to a hospital or a detox or a methadone clinic or I mean, anywhere you could possibly imagine. They'll market the company and say, if you have anybody that has substance abuse issues, then call me. Let me see what I can do to help you. We, right. have, we have programs that can help them. Those referrals will come to me. I'll take that referral, and I will start to consult and okay. find out what it is that they need, find out if they meet criteria, find out if we can even help them. We're substance abuse primary. Um, if you have a mental health problem that's primary, you know, if, if you – you know, are a sociopath and like you just want to hurt people all the time and you just happen to drink alcohol as well, your mental health primary. Okay. So I, you know, I can't help you. I would, but I'll, I'll try to help you find a program or, or my outside rep will try to help you find a program that works for you. Okay. But mostly I take the phone calls. I facilitate, I'll book flights. I'll talk to social workers. I'll talk to parole officers. I'll talk to probation officers. Uh, lawyers, and anybody you could possibly imagine. I'll mm-hmm. talk to, and of course, the parents and the addict as well. Right. A lot of times, most of what I do is just selling the addict, just to make sure. Okay. How long so, have you been in that? Um, I left Home Depot four years ago in September. Mic drop. 
Nice. It was walked out of it. Oh, it was badass. Go. I told them that I, I, I said, I went in, they were, excuse me, uh, they were going to have inventory. And I told them, I was like, I'm going to give you one of the best inventories you all have ever had. And he did say that. And I'm really, and I'm also going to leave at the same time. They said, what is it going to take? And I said, there's no number that you could possibly give me. I'm going to make so much more money. $12 million. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, the guy was like, the guy was like, you know, like, you know, what's it going to cost? And, and, and I said, look, I'm going over there. My salary is already going to be $10,000 higher than what you pay me. And I'm going to make a bonus that's going to be roughly three G's a month on top three of that. Three G's a month. And I was like, can you match that? And he just stared. It was Jim. He just stared at me. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I shouldn't say his name. He just stared at me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. So what's funny is, is that like three weeks later, we had inventory. My department was notoriously uh, had shitty inventories, and I ended up delivering one of the best inventories they had had in years. It so you were electrical, is what you're saying? <laughs> electrical, and yeah. I, I was flooring. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes I was sense. I was a flooring yeah. department head, and delivered this badass inventory and sat in this room with like my arms crossed, just staring across the table. The store manager and all the system managers just like told you. <laughs> like two days later, I I just like mic dropped. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> See ya. So how many feel, how many calls do you think you feel today? Roughly. Inbound phone calls? Or yeah. like outbound too? Whatever. I mean, it's crazy. It's not nearly as many as you would think. I mean, okay. I, I might take 15 or 20 inbound phone calls and I might make another 30 to 50 outbound phone calls. Oh my God. It's so, not nearly as many as you think. We have another side of the company where all they do is just take marketing phone calls and we cast a wide net. So... They throw a big net out there, and, I mean, they might take 120 or 130 calls a day. Okay. So, I mean, I don't take nearly as many phone calls, but the ones that I do take, I spend time on. So, you know, I mean, I'm on the phone for hours every day. Okay. My friend used to do something. He was a recruiter, I think. So he would go around to different um, therapists and, and doctors and stuff like that. And it's like, listen, if if your uh, patient has a substance abuse, then, you know, Keep us in mind, pretty much. That's basically so. what my team does on the outside. Right. So as far as like your, so I know you said you, you have inbound calls, which I'm sure are people reaching out for help. What are your outbound calls? Are they like referrals or like how, do, how does that whole process work? So somebody would send a referral in, let's say it's you, and they're like, this guy walked into a clinic and said he really needs some help. We told him who Ameri- we told him who we were, and <laughs> you know we said, you know we're going to give you a call. It's going to be from a six one five number. And then I'll just start making those phone calls, leaving voice messages. I'll send text messages to them. Yeah. I'm notorious at my job, um, professional, but stern to say the least. And we have a lot of people that are like, hello, you know, it's me. And I wanted to make sure that you're okay. And, I, and I'm just like, yo, you want some fucking help or not? <laughs> you know, and it, it's amazing. I mean, I put in like a, a hell of a lot more people than a lot of the people that I work with right. because I'm real. Like, yeah. you should see my text messages. I'm like, yo, you have been blowing me off for three fucking weeks. Are you going to answer your fucking phone or not? Wow. And, and people, people, and, and it, what's great is, I mean, they still get a little pissed at me because I probably use a little too much profanity. Yeah. But you'd be amazed. An addict, like, heroin doesn't care. The, the dealer does not give a shit about this person. Their parents don't give a shit. No one is professional with them in their life. Right. So when you get on the phone and you're really sweet and kind to them, it almost, it makes them feel icky. It makes them feel a little they uncomfortable. Don't know, they don't know how to respond to it. Then they get on the phone with me and I'm like, 
this kid a few days ago was like, I'm not coming to treatment. And I'm like, oh, that's, that sounds like a great decision. That sounds like a great decision. Tell me why. And he was like, no, I don't show, I don't, I don't fucking want to. I don't feel like coming to treatment because I'm not at rock bottom yet. And I took a big, deep breath. And I sat there and I was like, well, you did it. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, damn, dude. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to sugarcoat that? You know, and he was just like, damn, bro. Like, you know, you don't have to be so mean to me. And I'm like, oh, do you think the fucking heroin that you're speedballing with cocaine is going to be sweet to you? Like, dude, you're going to punch your ticket. You're going to die in a pile of vomit and shit one day. And I'm going to call and someone else is going to answer the phone and say, we just had him hauled off in a corner van. Because that has happened to me. Wow. I've made that phone call and had someone crying on the other end of the phone and said, I just found my friend hanging in the garage. Jeez. Yeah. You know, I mean, that kind of shit happens. So, you know, I, I got real with this kid. Yeah. I got real with him. He didn't go to treatment. And I don't give a shit. You right. know, because I'm, I'm calloused. Um, but, you know. So whenever you, like with, with the people that you're dealing with, are you seeing... And I don't know how much you, you deep dive into their lives, but what are you seeing? Are you seeing any, like, one resounding fact or any, one resounding issue that seems to, like, drive or motivate them to to go this way towards the substance abuse? I was curious about that, too. What, yeah. What's the main factor that you've seen? Because I'm sure there's all kinds people. of stuff, whether it's, you know, a bad childhood or abuse or, like, whatever. I'm sure there's, like, all kinds. But is there, like... One thing that you see, you see that reigns true more than anything else? You mean one thing that I think that defines all addicts or one thing that I think would drive them to go to treatment? Just maybe like one, I mean, over your four years of doing it, you know, what do you see as the, you know, the biggest thing that, that drives people to that? Mental health. Okay. Every single person I deal with, I, I'll, I'll ask them a few questions and you, you already know they're like bipolar, depressed, anxious, trauma. And I mean, trauma is not necessarily a mental health issue, but it, right. it just wrecks your mental health. It wrecks it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of PTSD and a lot of trauma. You know, I deal with a lot of first responders, a lot of police officers, a lot of military people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and so you'll say anybody else in your family have substance abuse issues and they'll say, oh yeah, like my dad is super depressed and pissed off slapping my mom around all the time it's it's like it's basically hereditary Hmm. so yeah mental health you know and i mean that's that's the big deal i mean it's it's rare super rare that i ever catch someone that was like i blew out my knee and they gave me a ton of opiates and i got strung out those people are rare so it's really there's contributing factors or like you said the mental health side of it that's hereditary that that really drives them to it big time so an exterior cause drives them to it and then it's would a self-medication the, issue. Right. Would you say the substance addiction uh, or whatever chemicals in the, the actual substance or drug like just holds on to them kind of deal? Or is it their mental health that, that keeps them attached to that? Both. I mean, if you you start, and this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure someone will listen to this and be like, this guy's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is my opinion. Um, the mental health is what drives it. It's behind, it's behind it all in most cases. So you start to self-medicate. You know, maybe your doctor gives you Adderall or gives you Zoloft or Prozac, you know, whatever the hell your doctor gives you, and it makes you feel odd. It's easier for you to, you know, slam a couple Percocet and be like, whoa, 
I feel like a million bucks and I have a few beers with it and I feel even better. Right. You start to self-medicate. But the problem with substances is, is they, you, you, they eventually hijack your body. They hijack serotonin. Uh, they hijack your, uh, like your, your kind of like physical well-being, your nerve, your nervous system. You know, you start to become physically dependent on it. So it's a, the more physically dependent you become, right? the more it hijacks your mental health because then you start to, to like freak out when you don't have your fix. Right. Um, just from personal experience, I mean, I've had to kind of detox from alcohol before where I realized I was just like completely out of hand with drinking and I had to detox and it's awful. You, it's awful sitting at home and, and just like, like grinding your teeth and being like, Oh God, I'd give anything for a beer. So whenever you're, you're talking about the mental health side of it, do you also think that when it comes to addicts, that a lot of what drives them that like maybe the addict side is like a personality trait because I can tell you 100% addiction is a disease. Well, that's what I, I've got a friend who was addicted to, you know, pills, let's say. And, um, sorry, <laughs> I, I was going to say penis. I, <laughs> yeah. I try to say penis at least three or four well, times. I'm sure that's an addictive. Well, that's too addictive. So. Yeah. I just, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but no, so he was addicted to pills. Um, you know, went into the treatment, got kind of over it or whatever. But then it like translate into food, and if it's not yeah. food, then it's alcohol. So, like you're saying, I, I that seems to like resonate with me that it is an addictive thing. Look, I, I've had you know my own issues with uh, not I wouldn't say issues, but a time in my life when you know maybe I've done things that weren't legal, mm -hmm. if you would say. Mm -hmm. um, but I never had that thing that drove me to where I felt like I had to have them. So that's that's what it it, it seems kind of weird that. You know, if it's a, a mental thing or like you're saying, a, a hereditary thing that keeps driving people, okay, if we're not going to do drugs then we're going to do food or we're going to do video yeah. games or like whatever it is that keeps addicting them to these different things. It's and addiction is, is interesting. We could talk about this forever. I mean, we're not going to talk about it all night, but so <laughs> right. you, uh, let's say that I'm addicted to opiates and you take it away from me and you detox me and you put me in a program. Right. I have just created a vacuum. There's a huge hole inside me that I want or my body and my mind want me to fill with pills. So we've created a vacuum now. That vacuum will suck in sex, working out, food, any other thing that you could be addicted to that you might convince yourself is remotely healthy. Right. Sometimes it'll just be addicted to work. It'll be addicted to nitpicking the shit out of your girlfriend. Addicted to making this money. Yeah, exactly. To, yeah, to <laughs> slinging that fucking grain around, you know, making that coin. Yeah. It's just, that it's crazy. Coin. I mean, addiction is, is, is pretty nuts, but what's, what separates the three of us from most people is that I can like get plastered and I can do all kinds of stupid, ridiculous shit. And I can wake up the next day and go, I'm never going to do that again. An addict wake up, wakes up the next day and is like, I cannot wait to chase that high again. Can't wait. All they'll think about all day. Their body will literally ache to chase that high again. Hmm. And that's that's what's so amazing about it. And we know it's an addiction or, or, or a disease, basically. We know that psychologically, and we, we can put them in an MRI, and you can see their brain. It, like, it's different. I can pound beers all day long, wake up the next day, and be like, I don't ever want to drink again. Right. I puke my brains out on it. It was awful. Right. It's not with them. They're just like, I can't wait to get another drink in me. Puke your guts out and get the bubble guts. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. Bubble guts and yeah, what is it? <laughs> yeah, gut snakes. So we've uh, we kind of explored the dynamic of what you do professionally. Tell yeah. us a little bit about you on the personal side. On the personal side, I'm I mean, I'm six foot three, three hundred nine pounds. Of I mean, pure muscle of bodybuilding. Yeah, flesh. Yeah, you ever seen a steak? You know all the white stuff on a steak. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm made up of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's That's a whole, the the whole lot of white and a little bit of red. So if you could imagine a cow that was nothing but that white stuff, that would be you? Pretty much. Okay. I'm made up of all udders and teats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all I'm the, all, all udders and teats. Parts. Yeah. I love teats. You know, uh, you realize you're made up of what makes bologna, right? Oh, I love bologna. Don't tell <laughs> anybody I said hot dogs. that. I could eat fucking bologna all day long. Have you ever seen hot dogs being made? Yeah, it's disgusting. Ooh, but hot so dogs good. get extruded. Yeah. Like there's very few things in my life that I ever wanted put in my body that gets extruded. You know, it gets, there's like a, there's literally a metal hole. There's a metal hole that all this pink shit comes out of. It's extruded. When you said there's very, there's very few things I've ever want put in my body. I, I was thinking that you were going to say, I want hot dogs put inside me. No. And that was too much for me. No. You know, what's funny today. I went over with my niece and nephew and I hung out with my niece and nephew for a minute and I don't know, I was just goofing off and I was throwing shit at him. I mean, that's just what you do with your niece and nephew. You just like come over here and you just throw like a piece of paper at him. Yeah, or like kick him down, trip him. Yeah, and I was hungry and I, I got in the refrigerator and, I, and the only thing that went in there were like these big beef, like these big beef franks. And I started eating beef franks and my nephew just stared at me and he was just like, "He, I, what did he say? He didn't say what's wrong with you, but he said, do you actually like that? And I looked, I looked at him and I was like, yes. <laughs> did, he qu- did you question your entire life? Yeah, I, I, I was like, he's nine. He's six or seven, eight. I don't even know how the fuck old he is. You know, and I was just like, "What? Yes, I think I, I said yes with a question mark. Yes. <laughs> yes, am I not supposed to? Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, it's okay." You know, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Man, I just had like this like re- this like moment with my nephew. We, I had a half of a hot dog hanging out of my mouth, and I was chewing up the other half." And he was like, "You like that?" <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was weird. Kids are strange. I can Kids even like. Strange. I can eat. I know everyone's gonna think this is gross. I can literally eat them raw. Like take a piece of cheese, wrap. That's it, what put I was doing. Yeah. On it. That's what but I was doing, and I think that's why it bothered. I don't. I don't go as far as you, but I used to eat raw hot dogs all the time. Yeah, Dude, I still yeah. do sometimes. Like I, sometimes I just don't feel like waiting that minute and a half in the fucking microwave. <laughs> yeah, we live in an impatient now. culture. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten to the point where I mean, I, I won't even wait for my fucking TV to turn on. I'll just go do something else. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that unbelievable. instant gratification. It's unbelievable. A few days ago, my Comcast guide wouldn't work, and I couldn't figure out what channel I was on. And it's like I reverted back to like the 1800s. I was like, fuck <laughs> it. I turned my TV off and I just started doing shit. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Read a newspaper. Yeah. Was it your most productive day ever? Yeah, I went and I got I got some microfiche. You know those microfiche you could like slide them around in the library. I have no clue what you're talking about. My God. Oh yeah, the little uh, directory thingies. Well, yeah, never mind. You, okay. you talk, are you talking, about the, are you talking about the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, I'm, I'm too old for you. All. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a. Oh, do you mean the uh, things you could look look film up on or like look yeah, articles and, pa- and old papers and stuff like that? Yeah, microfiche. I don't think it was I fish. I don't think it's called that. But. It was microfish. <laughs> Are you making shit up? No, it's microfish. I'll look it up. How dare you come on look here it and up. start making shit up? Microfish. I wish I had Siri right now. How do you spell fish? I got fish. Siri. I think it's F-E-E, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so other than being a uh, a huge piece of lump of fat. Oh, personally. Yeah. What personally. Do you, what do you do in your personal life? What do you enjoy? Uh, I am, I have a, I mean, I have a, a house now, I, I you know, all kinds of little 
extraneous details of the house you have to fix and whatnot. Ultimately, the thing that I love to do the most is work on cars, motorcycles. Uh, I don't want to fool anybody. I'm not one of those guys that's like, you know, a total grease monkey. But, I mean, I like my all my neighbors in my neighborhood, like I don't know any of these people, but they'll see me working on cars and they'll just stop. And what happened like, to your 3 Series, dude? It was a 5 Series. Oh, I thought it was a 3. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrible. podcast over. That's yeah. offensive. Yeah, <laughs> over and out. Get it right. It was a five. It was a five thirty i. Were you a, having a lot of issues with it? I was having an unbelievable amount of issues with it. It's a, it was the it's the, it's the most iconic BMW you could possibly buy, in my opinion. It is the um, E thirty nine five thirty i. It's the it's the one that they modeled the M five after the the original like not the original but like the just badass M five. And I had, like, I had done all this stuff to it. I had an M5 rear sway bar, and I had, you know, like, sport wheels. And it was just, I love that car. And I convinced myself that it wouldn't be a money pit like every other BMW on the fucking planet. But it was. It was a money pit. I was driving home from Christmas one day, just like, mm, bottle of whiskey and some fried chicken. I'm going to go home. We're going to have a great time. Fucking transmission went out. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? And I was like, this is impossible. So I, I fired the car back up and it started working again. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And then I got home and the fucking transmission crapped out again. $2,800 later, I got it back on the road. And I, I was like, I'm going to drive you like I hate you every day. Like I'm going to hate fuck you every day of the week. Wow. Well, then everything else started to break. Right. So I had to sell it. I sold it to a kid. And the day that he drove it away from my house, the alternator went dead and something else went dead. And he called me, and he was like, "That's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna cost me eight hundred seventy-three dollars." I just Venmoed it to him. I was just like, "Just, just, just take the car, get out of my life." Wow, it was awful. Is that your therapy? Is that what you go to after a hard day? Just work on something? Or? Well, I mean that and, and? other things. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I when I work on cars, when I work on my motorcycle, uh, when I do anything like mechanical, it is, it's. It works a completely different side of my brain. It's very cathartic. It's very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I can, like, smash my hands and, and cut myself and, 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 you know, dig into something and be livid. I have sat and I have worked on a car until I was smashing shit, smashing it, and I enjoyed every fucking second of it. Just because I'm... It's just I'm not on a phone and I'm not talking to someone who's a crackhead, yeah. and it, and it's and it's a challenge. I, I I there's one thing that I repeat to myself: if anyone has ever been around me and, and you've ever sat next to me when I'm working on a car, like in the middle of it, that bitch will start beating me, and I'm like, you're not gonna beat me, bitch. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Not today. Like I'll go to fucking Napa, and I'll get some new tools, and I'll come back and I'll beat you. Like you're not gonna beat me. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'll, I'll like, I've, I've been in the middle of, of, you know, I mean, imagine anything, anything in your life that you could take apart and it's full of springs and all, all kinds of stuff. I'm sitting there taking it apart and I'm like, my mm -hmm. cuckoo clock. Huh? My cuckoo clock. Yeah, your cuckoo clock. I'll take that fucker apart and energy will be boing. And like, it's like a cartoon. All the springs pop out of it and it goes all over the garage. And I'm just like, there's no way in hell that I'll ever be able to put this back together. And but then I'll, you do it. I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. All right. Yeah. So, car guy. Car guy, large guy. Large car guy. I'm a large car guy. Yeah. And just a general sweetheart. Do you prefer to uh, only drive around in 18 vans? Is that what you prefer to own? 18 vans? Yeah. I actually, have you seen my new car? Uh, well, I saw it parked outside. Yeah, it's like this. I mean, it's in the dark though, so. Well, but yeah, it's like a murked out Lexus <clears throat> LS430 with black rims, black windows, black paint, black interior. I mean, yeah. Did you have West Coast Customs set that up for you? Actually, no. 
No, I didn't. Were you on Pit My Ride? No, I wasn't on Pit My Ride. Yo, we put a PS2 in your trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you, you ever heard the stories about that? That they'll, they'll, they're they like would catching like, on fire later and stuff? No, 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 no. It's it's pretty interesting. They would put like a 60-inch TV in this kid's car that lived like in the hood. And then they put a PS2 or PS3 or whatever in there. And it would have like, a, you know, a wine bottle dispenser, you know, and, and whatever you can possibly think of. It's crazy. As soon as the show was over... They would take the TV and the PS2. They would take all of that shit out of the car, anything that they could, and just give the kid the car that was all painted up and it had like some, you know, a good stereo system. A bunch of assholes. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they would show like a Scion XB. You know, the XB was like the little boxy one. And like a 60-inch TV would fold down from the back and it would have like porn playing on it. And they were just like, oh, yeah, man, this is awesome. And like as soon as they cut, they take the TV out. And tell the kid, like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. It would have the latest Nelly, Billy, Nelly video playing on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cisco. It was normally Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. Yeah. And yeah. that one hit that he had, the yeah. thong song. Thong song. <laughs> exactly. I love Cisco. He's Man, awesome. He loves it. I can hit those notes like that. Yeah. It's, uh, you, but you've always had uh, you have an angelic voice. I have a voice made for radio. You've you got a voice you you have made for my, my ball sack. I love to hear it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, we just took a took a turn there. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that. No, later. it's okay. We're not cutting nothing. Um, so what else? Tell us a little bit more. What else, what else you got for us? I don't know. I mean, I'm actually. Are you a pretty boring asshole? I'm, I'm probably kind of a boring person. I hate to admit it. I mean, okay. I, I like work on cars, and I got a garage full of tools and stuff, and I have good friends, and I, I'm a I'm a lover, not I'm, a fighter. I'm like I'm like the fuck. I, well. <laughs> I mean, don't tell anybody, or you can tell anyone you want. It's fine with me. But no, I mean, it's just... It's, gets on that iTunes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, episode two, we learn all about Adam's sex life. Uh, and <laughs> then it's right. going to bleed over into episode three as well. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I just... I, I hate to admit that. I mean, you, you... The last episode, you all talked about social media. Right. You all yeah. talked about people's presence. Glorifying right. people's lives on yeah. social media. <clears throat> so... I uh, I did, uh, and I have social media. I, I mostly use it so I can post just goofy shit about my life and funny pictures and stuff. And I don't get too serious. I made the mistake one time of getting really serious, and it got nasty. And I lost some friends. And, uh, did you go political? Yeah, I went political. Uh, I talked about news. Planned Parenthood. And I have a, an unbelievable amount of female liberal friends. And I got, like, burned in effigy on, right. on Facebook. It was awful. And even my fiancé was just, like, ripped me to pieces. So, I mean, I, I have a, a little bit of a social media presence, and I enjoy it, and it's fun. And I, I mostly like to get on there and see all the stupid, ridiculous crap that everybody does. And, I mean, you all talked about that, some of the stupid right. shit that people would put on there. But um, I, you know, I I look at social media all the time, and I'm, I'm like, I am unbelievably boring. Every day of the week it's like i have friends it's like i'm at the beach i'm at the club i'm at the winery i'm at the brewery look at my child they're playing baseball i'm at a baseball game i'm at a soccer game look at my husband he's in chicago i'm with him in chicago every fucking day of the week and it drives me crazy because i'm like i literally do the same thing every day i shower i put heroin addicts in treatment you know i i like eat a bologna sandwich i go home and i sit at my house or my friend's house and i drink beer and whiskey and I have a great time, and I really enjoy my life. Right. But when you – and, of course – When you compare it to other people's, you feel like you're but, less than. So I've been I've been to South America. I've been to Peru, and I, mean, I spent weeks down there. I have enough pictures that I could put up on Facebook every day of the week, and everybody would think that I had an amazing life. We're selling ourselves. 
For sure. Yeah, yeah. you're selling yourself. You're, you're, you're putting, you know, I'm not going to put a picture of me sitting on the couch. I'm going to go stand out in my yard underneath a tree, and I'm going to lay down a blanket and put a picnic out and be like, here's my life. Right. You know, I, I made a huge steak burrito tonight, a steak and egg burrito with all this, like, crazy hot sauce all over it. You Sounds know what I mean? delicious. It was absolutely delicious. But, I mean, it's like, you know, you take a picture of that and you put it on your table and you clean everything off and you've got it all set up and it looks like this amazing meal. That's what people do. It's, it's you know, and I'm a salesman. I am a salesman by trade. I'm not an addiction consultant. I'm not an addiction specialist. I'm a salesman. People call me and they want help and they're like, I'm thinking about going to this other place or I'm thinking about doing something else and I sell them. You're going to my program and here's why. You know, I have what you need. Yeah, but here's the thing is like, what are you really selling on social media and who, who the selling fuck yourself. are you really selling it to? A bunch of people that no one gives a shit about? I well, mean, that, that's the problem is that you don't give a shit about them. And ultimately I don't either. I mean, I can tell you all, you know, yeah, we got personal. friends on there, like a, a close knit, <clears throat> but then you take the other 300 people that you never talked to, like. Well, and a lot of those people have probably hidden you on Facebook anyway. I know I've hidden probably. most of them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, the people love it. They they want – I mean, it, we live in a how many likes and how many comments culture. Yeah. And, it, you know, the more likes and the more comments you have, the the more you feel propped up. Do you all ever watch the show Black Mirror? No, I've heard I've really been, good Yeah, I've been wanting to, to stop, check it out. Stop what you're doing and watch it. You know, stop the podcast? No, st- yeah, it? stop the podcast. Okay. We're going to watch it. <laughs> uh, We're going to watch Black Mirror. Just, we'll hey, why don't right. we just watch it on air? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll comment on it. It'll just be like uh, MS3TK. Or, <laughs> yeah, it'll be like right? a, a fight companion or something. Yeah, is that right? MS3TK? I have no MS, clue. Is that Mystery Science Theater? Yeah, yeah. 3000 or mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I fucked that all up. Mystery Science Theater 3000. MST3K. MST3K. Yeah, there, you go. there you go. So um, Black Mirror, there is an episode of Black Mirror. And I don't. I think I can talk about this. I kind of don't care. Yeah, anyway, no, there's yeah, an episode of Black Mirror where it is all – you're. It, it, like your entire life is plugged into social media. Mm-hmm. So I meet you at a at a bar. Let's say you are the cashier at Home Depot or wherever. And I, uh, you know, or wherever. Yeah. So I walk in and I say, how are you doing today? And you're like, I'm doing great. And I rate you. Like it, my phone will recognize that you're like plugged in. And I'll be like, I'm going to give you know, you a five. And then I'll say, well, I'm doing great too. Thank you for the, you know, helping me today. And then they'll give you a five. So everybody has this rating system and there is an entire episode about how this like crushes certain people and how like they'll just have like a moment of reality and they'll be like, you know what, I'm having a really bad day. And someone next to them, just sitting at a table next to them will be like, I'm going to give you a one. And then someone else will be like, I don't like you. I'm going to give you a one. Well, but you can only buy a house if you're a 3.5. You can only go to certain... Is this part of the episode? It's part of the episode. Oh, that's some fucked up shit. Like, you can only go to certain restaurants if you have a good rating. You have friends that will only invite you certain places if you have a good rating. It'll be like a party where you have to be a 3.7 and above. So you've got... And so they actually, in the episode, they have, like, reputation management companies that are, like, bringing you in and saying, we're going to change all these things around and we're going to make you more important on social media or socially so we can get you that house so we can get you the good loan and if you really pay attention to the way that that the world is going it we are not very far from that if someone has kind of a shitty social media presence it's only natural for us to kind of be like well i'm not going to dive that deep into it but what i will say is um i was i was just listening to a fighter in the kid episode and it was Brendan Schaub and Tony Hinchcliffe, and uh, both of them are comedians. And 
they were talking about how Brendan Schaub just got back from Australia. So I'm going to tie this all together in a second. Brendan Schaub just got from a, got back from a tour in Australia, and the PR director who was kind of promoting him down there was talking about how all these big name comics and big name like um, singers and bands and stuff will like want to come to Australia, and he won't bring them in because they don't already have like either. They're not on social media, or they don't already create their own PR. Of course. So that's like so much work that he has to do. He has to put up billboards and have all these ads and stuff. Whereas a guy like Brendan Schaub, who has the fighter and the kid, he's got big brown breakdown. Uh, he does like fight companions with Joe Rogan. You know, he's a former UFC fighter. Now he's a comedian, and he does all of his own marketing through his podcast and his social media. He's like, you know how much like marketing I had to do for you guys to come down here? And he's like, how much? He goes zero. He goes, you brought, you sold all your own tickets. You did everything. Like you're the easiest clients I could ever have. So it's the same thing. Like when you look at the way that our world is transformed, if you're on social media and, and especially if you're a professional or trying to become a professional, that's your avenue, man. That, that's your way to sell yourself. Absolutely. And to, to get out there. It started with MySpace. Yeah. It started with YouTube. Justin Bieber got his start on YouTube. And I think, I, I no, can't, I can't fucking YouTube. believe. I, you, you know, the last time I said Justin Bieber's name. <laughs> I was actually in Less the sack with the girls. No, no, I was I was in the middle of coitus. I screamed Justin Bieber. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, you don't do that. Uh, what? Scream Justin Bieber's name. I mean, yeah, sometimes. All right. I I, I pull a forty year old virgin and scream Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, we went totally off the yeah. topic. Yes, it completely. I if you, I mean, you have all these celebrities that got their start on social media. Uh, I mean, and I'm counting YouTube as social media, MySpace yeah, or whatnot. It really yeah. is. If you don't have a social media presence right now, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're nothing. There's a guy that I love. Uh, can I talk about? You know, I don't care. You can talk about whatever. Yeah, you want his to name talk is about. Marcus King. He is a this blues singer. Mm-hmm. He's like 22 or three years old. He is a freaking prodigy. The guy is an amazing guitar player with a golden voice one of the best blues singers i've ever heard in my entire life but he is ugly as sin and he i don't think he has very much of a social media presence they probably have like a lame little facebook page and a website and he's probably never going to be huge right he's going to have a cult following and one reason it's an unfortunate it's because he doesn't look like carrie underwood you know he's 295 pounds he has bad acne long stringy hair but when you close your eyes, the guy's an angel. He's a most amazing voice. Hmm. He's unbelievable, and can play guitar like he's a he's literally a prodigy. And but he's he's not cute. He's, right. You can't you can't sell it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't sell it, it doesn't matter. Well, it's like when you look at the shows like America's Got Talent or some of that shit. You see some six year old girl who has an amazing voice. Are you really gonna pay to go see that? No. Well, no. I mean, not not really. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it, it's all relative to what we're talking about. Now, do I think that that guy could still be successful? Yeah. But yes. could, could he go mainstream? No. Nah. No, and he is successful in his own right. little microcosm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's on the little bar tour, and, and people are like, oh, it's fucking Marcus King, man. You know, like, but realistically, like, I, I went on social media, and I told everyone, if you love blues, if you've ever loved blues, and you've ever loved raw unadulterated talent you have got to listen to this guy i think i got two likes and like one comment 
And there's a whole lot of people on there that I know that love good talent. And I I, even, I think I commented on the post and was just like, you assholes. Right. <laughs> you know. Because if you're not talking about politics or honey boo-boo or some bullshit. Honey fucking boo-boo. <laughs> I would love. You know you know what a tactical nuclear weapon is? You can put it in like a suitcase. Oh, yeah. I'd love to drop one off. Like a dirty bomb. <laughs> put some Jesus. nails. Put some nails in as well. Now, now you're talking it. about in that like a um, <clears throat> that's some like swordfish stuff where you put the uh, the marbles. Yeah, ball bearings. Yeah, ball bearings. What's that called? A claymore. Claymore. That's what it is. Basically. Yeah. But nuclear. Nails. But nuclear. I just want to wipe out that gene pool. I don't want you swimming in my gene pool. Yeah. Honey, fucking boo boo. <laughs> so when me and you know Devin approached me and we started talking about the podcast. Uh, and we were kind of formulating things and, and trying to figure out what it was going to look like. You know, Adam, you were someone that, that came to me as someone I would think would be an amazing guest. Thank you. That would bring a lot of content and, um, you know, has a, a one, a voice for radio, and then also just this great personality and, and just can talk about anything. Um, but tonight when you got here, the first thing I fucking noticed is a goddamn Francis Underwood and Claire Underwood shirt that you're wearing. Underwood and Underwood, what, 2016? 2016. So I myself am a huge House of Cards fan. Huge. Um, I think it is probably one of the best shows, if not on TV, definitely on Netflix. It's it's one of the most well-written, but at the same time, vile and disgusting shows. Just the stuff that they do to each other. Yes. The stuff that they do to their constituents, like the people that, that you know, are supposed to be their supporters, it's unbelievable. Right, it hold is, on. Before we get into this, how how far have you seen or how much have you not seen, Devin? Zero. Absolutely zero. Oh, God. Okay. It's okay. I'm not scared of spoilers or anything. He's a virgin to the, to the house yeah. card. Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to go and give a spoiler alert as a courtesy, uh, but continue talking. Go ahead. Well, it's just, I mean, we, uh, when we discussed this a little while ago before we started, uh, that it is, in, in my opinion, it's well known that the Underwoods are modeled after the Clintons. It is a power grab. The Clintons have wanted and have succeeded in a power grab in the United States and it's particularly Washington for years. Right. Um, and, I mean, obviously they take a little poetic license and they run with it and I mean the the Underwoods are just disgusting people but I love it I just absolutely love it um but it's interesting I I mean that show is it uh, even even the boring episodes even the episodes that are full of just like legislation and like the processes and right it's still super interesting it's still super interesting because it's just it to to actually get an idea about how it actually works and I know that it's a it's a stylized and it's you know a, a, a Hollywoodized right. representation of what politics are or should be. It's still interesting. Well, that's that's kind of what we talked about last time, and I, I brought up too was you know if you look at that show and and some of the just the crazy shit that goes on behind the scenes. And look, I, I know it like you said it, it's it's made for TV. It's made for Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and some of it is, is shit that could never happen or probably doesn't happen. But there has to be some inkling that if they can make that go through and then it clicks in our mind and we're like, damn, like that's that's crazy. Like there has to be some 
fucked up shit going on behind the scenes in real life as well. I think House of Cards is more true to life than we would care to know. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, you've never seen it. No. Like, the the murders and, I mean, what Jared Kushner, do you all know this? I mean, I think his name's Jared Kushner. I mean, he was like that guy in the DNC. He was like some staffer with the DNC that sold a bunch of stuff to WikiLeaks or he, he had like all this these emails that were going to WikiLeaks and then suddenly was randomly murdered on a street in Washington, D.C. And it was inexplicable. Like all his money, his wallet, everything was still on him. And I mean, there's this, I think it was Kushner. It's yeah, part- no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I actually spelled his name right when I Googled him. Really? <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Jared and Kushner. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And there is all of these, you know, conspiracy. Like, this kid died. And Julian Assange immediately said something about it. Why would Julian Assange have any comment whatsoever about random kid that works for the DNC. Well, he commented about it because we're all pretty sure that he was selling or saying a bunch of shit about the DNC to Julian Assange and to WikiLeaks. And, you know, I I, I don't like to necessarily ascribe to conspiracy theories, but when you really dig into it, it really looks like the Clinton Foundation and the DNC had this kid X'd out. Right. I mean, his, you gotta, you gotta tie out the loose ends, you know, you have to. And, and suddenly his parents said, we're not going to pursue this investigation any further. It was their son. He was murdered in cold blood on a sunny street. If, as far as I know, during the middle of the day, no money was taken. There's no motive. There's nothing. Right. And suddenly they don't want to pursue the investigation anymore. I don't like to get too much into conspiracy theories because you can go down a really black hole. Rabbit hole? Man, yeah, it's going a, down a, the, a big the... black hole. But, uh, And I, I even told Josh before we started, I, I told him, I was like, anybody brings up 911, I'm going to hammer you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking hammer you. You know what's really funny is, uh, is I told him that tonight. I, I, re- I referred to the text that you sent me. And um, some military guys, I have several military guys that, that work. And um, I actually started asking them a little bit about it just to kind of, you know, get a different perspective. And there's a couple of them, at least at, at where I work, that also do believe that there's some conspiracy behind it. It's just a little too... The facts, the, the, the facts aren't there. Yeah, there's, there's some loose ends there. And that's okay. There can be some loose ends. And there can be like some, you know, there's some, there's some things about it that are a little weird. Uh, we don't need to get into this. No, we, we we'll, don't. We'll, this will be like an hour of us okay. talking. Yeah, right. we we can uh, we can we can pivot. No, yeah, I'm gonna bring out like a five pound sledge. <laughs> Jesus, start smacking people with it. So um, it wasn't <clears throat> a conspiracy. <laughs> That's the last word. Let's move on. So um, something else they were talking about since we we brought up you know Francis and Claire Underwood and, and Netflix. <laughs> Such a great show. It is. It's an amazing show. Um, was how. Uh, I was I was listening to a podcast also recently, and they were talking about how Netflix. I mean, let's let's be honest; they're getting pretty pretty big for their britches. And I don't want to say that in a negative term, but they're getting huge. They're getting huge. enormous. Huge. Um, yeah, they they started 
growing enormously when when they started making their own stuff content their yeah. own movies and yeah as soon as netflix started to release their own content and coincidentally it was fantastic content and mm-hmm. i i don't know all the specifics behind it i mean you had hbo and showtime and cinemax mostly hbo and showtime that had their own content right and you have a company like netflix that moves in and the smart thing for them to do is to steal all those directors and all those producers away yep and start to make their own shows and i've seen a lot of their original content and it's fantastic. Amazon, it is. Has, Amazon has done the same thing. I mean, Amazon's in a huge power grab, you know, one more power grab bought whole foods. Yeah. You know, whole foods, all that expensive oh, ass man. shit at whole foods. It's over. That had, you know? that had Kroger on edge. It still has Kroger on edge. Yeah. I have a friend who, who works at Kroger. I think he's like an HR manager or something. Yeah. But, um, like he said that Kroger was freaking out about, Amazon buy it. Well, I mean, if you if you look at it, like Kroger just recently came out with with their whole thing of similar, t- like you like order. A, a yeah order online yeah. and pick up the next day or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You have to give them like a twenty four hour lead time. Yeah, um, it, it's it's actually I've, I've used it a couple times. It's a it's a pretty effect, effective program, but shit, Amazon buying Whole Foods. I mean, like the it's it's limitless. Like what they could do as far as delivery services go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean. We, that's got to sell. I mean, that's got to scare a lot of a lot of different supermarket chains. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I I don't know if you know this. I I mean, these headphones that I'm wearing mm-hmm. just randomly found them on Amazon today, <laughs> and was just like, those look, you know, those look cute, and I need them, so I'm gonna buy them. And we have a big Amazon distribution center here in Nashville, and they said a couple of them actually. A couple yeah. of them. Yeah. Do you want same same day delivery? And I said. Sure, why not? I mean, I, I need them. Five ninety nine, of course. I mean, six dollars for same day delivery. Six dollars for same day delivery. And what is unbelievable about it is that Amazon is so righteously amazing at what they do. I had another pending order that I said I wanted free shipping on, and I said it's okay to deliver it to me next week because it's not that big a deal. Right. They just went ahead and noticed that I had two orders that were at the same distribution center. I had only paid five ninety nine for same day on one. They just threw it in the box and said to hell with it. I mean, it's just, uh, th- that's, that's badass. It is. And, and, you know, a lot of companies like to, you know, point out the fact that Amazon doesn't have a, you know, a store or somewhere that you can shop from. And Even they basically a- operate at a loss. Amazon doesn't make yeah. money. Right. But people invest in it and their stock is through the roof and Bezos is rolling in money and he has proven over and over again yeah. that this model, this company model, loses money. Wait, who are you talking about? He's Jeff, talking about Amazon. Jeff Bezos. Je- oh, he's the founder of Amazon? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Get with it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Start flipping tables. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, they want to bring up the fact that Amazon doesn't have a storefront. I, look, as as generations are changing yeah, and, and yeah, the the baby boomers, you know, the the they're I don't want to say negatively, they're dying. Uh, but you know, <laughs> as we get into the the newer generations, they're not going to give a fuck no, no about a brick a and mortar. They no, don't no care anymore, yeah. about that. They want the instant gratification, yeah. and if you can get it to them same day, and they can shop it. Because, look, time is of the essence. Time is valuable. We all know that. A lot of people, you know, are on salary positions or they're, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week. Their time is so valuable that the last thing they want to do is to get their happy asses up on their day off and go shopping somewhere. So they can sit at home 
you know, at night. <laughs> if, if, they can, if they can sit at home at night when they get home and go ahead and order things without ever having to leave, you know, the, the comfort of their home, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And so here's my prediction. This is going to happen. Make it. Let's hear it. Let's it's book, good, it. Yeah, just, book it. Yeah, it's Time gonna, to I'm going to get this. close to my microphone. Yeah. So Amazon sells most of their products at a better price than you can buy anywhere. Most. Most. Yes. Most. At a better price than you can buy anywhere. Correct. I thought about it today. I said, I'm going to buy some headphones. I'm going to drive like a maniac to Best Buy on my lunch. I'm going to find something that's probably 30 to $45. I'm going to buy it and then drive back. Or I can go on Amazon and I can buy something that's probably the same price, if not cheaper, probably better quality, and I can get it shipped to me. Right. So here's what's going to happen. Here's the prediction. We have become, we are going to become so overwhelmed with the instant gratification that Amazon only has one thing that they have to do to us. They're going to drive the prices up, and we're not going to care. Hmm. They're going to end up driving the shipping prices up and the prices on their products up. They're going to start marking them up, even if it's a dollar. Millions and millions and millions of products sold and shipped constantly. It is suddenly millions and millions and millions of dollars of profit. Sure. If these headphones only cost me two more dollars, if every single purchase I ever made on Amazon only cost me two more dollars, and you multiply that I'd gladly by, make that purchase by the hundreds of millions of people all over this nation and probably outside this nation. I don't. I think Amazon will ship internationally. That is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars yep. that they suddenly generate. I did some math on Comcast one time. We were talking about Comcast and how if they inexplicably raised, they, they have like, you know, 75 million or 100 million customers in the United States. If they inexplicably raised every single bill $10, that's close to like a billion dollars. It's, it's outrageous. Yeah. You know, and let's just say that only half of those people ever said anything about it. That's no big deal. That's a risk. Half of those people say something about it and say, take that $10 off my bill, you assholes. I know what you're trying to do. Well, the other half don't. And I'd probably be one of those people where I'd be like, they raised my bill, assholes. But yeah. it's too much of a pain in the ass to call. Right. They just made $500 million. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's nuts. What Volume, uh, like my old employer, Home Depot, you know, uh, volume is an un unbelievable commodity. Once you start to really bleed into volume, all you have to do is raise the price of your product pennies well, and yeah. you make millions. So leading into my earlier point with Netflix, um, on the podcast I was listening to, they were talking about that, which what, what we agreed with is that Netflix is consuming content yeah. in mass forms, whether it's their, their own content or whether it's stuff that they're just seeing and they're buying up. Um, they're they're talking about that there's potential for them to purchase the rights to sports organizations. No joke. The NFL. Um, mm, start broadcasting NBA live, live streaming. Ooh. So if if you think about it, for one, I don't know who has a 4K TV or HDR TV. Um, a lot 4K. of their programming is already on HDR. Well, yeah, and like Super HD. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like Super HD. And I yeah. have to admit, I mean, I have 4K TV and. 
if I can get it broadcast in Super HD. Like uh, the what's the name of the show? House, House of Cards. Of Cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unbelievable oh yeah it's unbelievable yeah. when it when it actually broadcasts and the the point that they brought up with you know w- when you're talking about sports you know even if you're broadcasting on national tv it's not the same as live streaming but it's basically the same concept mm-hmm. so what's the difference from netflix owning the rights and everyone just going to netflix to watch sports yeah or here's an even crazier concept what's the flag any any comic today if they want to hit it big, they're having their special on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, Chris they have DeLita, an hour and a half. Joe Netflix. Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe, all these different people. Dave Brent Moore. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Um, Genius. Fuck, who's the one I, I I really like a lot? And I for some reason his mind. Louis C.K. No, well, yeah, I do love, I love Louis, Louis C.K. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I'll come back to it. Uh, Tom Sakura. I love Tom Sakura. Um. You know, if anyone, if, if anyone is anyone, they're on com- They're on uh, Netflix. Comedy Central has like fallen by the wayside when it comes oh, to this. Oh man, they used yeah. to have those thirty-minute comedy yeah. specials or whatever, yeah. non-existent. So here's here's the example they they brought up on, and I'll tie it all together. But um, imagine if you were on stage and you were doing your show, and every seven minutes, you had some asshole that was doing an ad or a commercial, a, a black a black like thing comes over you and hides you, and then someone's doing a commercial for like three minutes. And then they come off the stage, and you're like, "Oh yeah, and back to the show or whatever." Like it's the same concept. It, it doesn't work anymore. It was cool for what it did. Yeah. Now imagine this: What if Netflix, the the flagship of Comedy Central, was what? What's their main show that they all their money goes into, and and they earn all their money off of? South Park. The Daily Show. South Park. Boom! Uh-huh. I win. That's the one Fuck that you. Netflix is targeting next. South Park is building a legacy. They've they've been on for God knows how many years. If they could say that, look, your show is going to live on forever and all of your future content is going to be at the hands of over 100 million users every day, why would you not come with us? Internationally, yeah. Internationally, yes. Comedy Central isn't even in every, like, it isn't even international. Yeah. So, you know, they're talking about them, you know, buying up contents from these major, these major uh, TV, TV, um, shit. TV stations and uh, taking their content basically on the verge of shutting them down and then even going so far as to, um, you know, take on sporting leagues. Yeah. Now, here's the kicker. Here's here's one further. They're even talking about them starting to bypass movie theaters and having movies come directly on with major, like, motion picture. They'll Jesus. have to either raise their prices or they'll have to offer uh, you, it almost like it is on Comcast now or Amazon now right. where it's like, as soon as a movie comes out, like after it's out of the theater, I can rent it, but I got to pay like fifteen dollars just because I have Amazon Prime. Doesn't right. mean I can get it. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same. It's the same thing though. Like, like I don't know when the last Netflix hike was, but they raised it like two bucks. It's two bucks to us. Yeah, I'm like grandfathered in at nine ninety nine. Yeah, okay. but I mean, even still, I'm like if they raised it two bucks and said, "Hey, look, this is what we're at," like they sold it to you. Hey, we're adding NFL live streaming of every game. Done. Yeah. We're adding in yeah. South Park Unlimited, including new episodes that come out weekly. Mm. Done. Like, yeah. who wouldn't fucking do that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those assholes that still pays for Comcast and Netflix. You know, I'm an idiot. Yeah, and it's it. Who has the uh, the live service now? I think Hulu. Hulu has Hulu a live has service live. now. Yeah, yeah. Which like Hulu is Hulu is pretty great. Have you ever used Hulu? Oh uh, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm. I don't uh, like their commercial thing. They and gotta, I'm not a big fan of the interface. Uh, Hulu Hulu needs to do some work on their interface. I, I think their servers get overloaded. 
Mm-hmm. I consistently, I have a smart TV. I consistently would have issues. By with the way, best invention ever. Smart, smart TV. Absolutely. I have mine like hardwired to my modem. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I hardwired. That's the problem. I would sign on to Hulu and I would go to watch a show and I would, I would keep getting error, error, error. So I would think that it was the smart TV and it wasn't, it was like, it was like Hulu messing up. Right. And that's where, I mean, like my Netflix just works. Oh yeah. It's seamless just, dude. It just works all the time. If for some odd reason my Netflix ever messes up, I know that it's my smart TV because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. always works. No questions asked. Yeah, and they've had the same interface for since they began streaming. And like, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's it's not perfect. Uh, I don't like that Netflix uh, is, you know, like if I watch like a sci-fi movie, like the first five tabs in Netflix is like movies for Adam and sci-fi movies for Adam and, you know, movies yeah. with, you know, spacemen and for Adam. I'm like, I don't like stop. Right. I hate, and you can go onto their app or you can go onto their, their website and you can delete all that shit. Right. And which, which is, but it's just, it, it's annoying. Yeah. Like I want featured popular you know, and I want like all the the new hotness at the top. You don't want the stuff that they think you want. Exactly. Stop. Right. Stop trying to figure out what I. I can want. tell you who's worse than Netflix, and that's the fucking Amazon Prime, which I have them too. Touche. I think I they're Amazon Prime. the way that they will try and pick and sort your shit for you is yeah. way worse than Netflix. Yeah, it bothers me. At least Netflix. Next net, oh Netflix. Netflix. These are Netflix. <laughs> uh, at least fucking Netflix will get it somewhat close. Yeah. And hey, you know what? If you're if they're seeing that you watch a shit ton of comedy, you know, comedy specials, they're linking those to you. But the way yeah. that they feed a lot of it is is they monitor when you pause and like how how long you watch into shows to determine what content is actually like selling or whatever. Is that the reason why when I sign on to my computer and I get on a Safari, it's just all like porn, porn, porn? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's because you have the Houston 500 and Debbie Does Dallas on your fucking homepage. That's so weird. I had no idea that my computer monitored me. Yeah. That's That's big brother, brother. That's so odd. You know what's funny? Just another offshoot very quickly. Uh, A lot of times on my computer, I'll search things about addiction, you Mm -hmm. know? And dick pics come up? Hmm? Dick pics come up? No. I was going to go in the other direction. Oh, sorry. I'll be looking at dick pics, and it and like at the ad at the top will be like, do you have an opiate addiction? <laughs> and I'm like... And you're like, no, I have a cock fetish. I have a cock fetish. Wow. Actually. <laughs> the bigger, the better. Yeah, oh, it's wow. funny. It's funny how... I mean, computers have been tracking us for years, and I remember when everyone freaked out about it. And, and this is how it is in, in, with us in general. Someone will come out tomorrow and say, by the way, Every camera on every computer, we have numerous computers in this room. They've been watching you for years. Mm-hmm. Every dirty thing you've ever done in front of your computer. Every time that you've ever done anything in front of your computer, they've been watching you. And everyone will freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Fast forward six months later, none of us will Forgotten. give a shit. Yep. Yeah. Nobody will. Because the new Honey Boo Boo episode will be on. <laughs> oh, God damn, Honey Boo Boo. Wow, I'm bringing it back. Are you guys, do you guys like hide the camera or turn it away whenever you're doing something? No. Okay. No, Is absolutely not. I focus it. <laughs> well, okay. When, when you say doing something, are you talking about <clears throat> like, dirty? like cooking dinner? You're talking about jerking? No, he's talking about cooking dinner. Oh, oh okay. He's talking about like playing Monopoly. Yeah. When I, I cook steaks, Monop- I, you I, say I like playing to, Monopoly. Yeah, he said playing Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> talking about playing with the balls. Yeah. 
I'm talking about rolling them dice. Rolling the <laughs> dice, yeah. yeah. Rolling the dice. Yeah, do not pass go collect $200 um, and smegma. No, I don't, I don't really give a shit. At that point, care. I'm... Are we at that point? Like, we don't I'd care like to, anymore. I'd like to think that if, if suddenly I was at work one day and someone was like, oh my God, there's a video of you, like, you know, yanking your crank, that I'd be like, did you like it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, everybody Shit, does who it. Who doesn't? You don't know? you? I look fat from that angle. I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, dick, would... my dick looks huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably just critique it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got to own it. You have to own yeah. it. You have to own it. I'd be the next Kim Kardashian. You'd man. be like, man, I really need to shave my taint. Yeah. Going back to the um, the prediction thing, how you made your prediction on um, Amazon. It, yeah. Amazon. They're going to raise the prices. Right. Um, it's going to happen. Oh, my roommate heard from some person about internet predictions, how internet companies are going to do like a subscription based on the websites that you visit. So like, Hey, pay five bucks and you get access to Netflix and other streaming services. And that's it. Like you don't get the wide web that we have the world wide web. Hmm. You just get specific websites like a packet, like cable package. Yeah, no, yeah. it'll never happen. Uh, and not, not in my opinion. Do you all watch Silicon Valley, the show? Oh, on yeah. H- show on HBO. Where they're, where they're creating the new internet. The new internet. It's genius. Yeah. The internet's going to, we're, we're going to. Do you watch it? Um, I've seen half of an episode. Okay, so you spoiler gotta, alert again. you got to get with it. Uh, I'm with you, bro. Yeah, can we kick his ass out next time? We'll just talk. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll just you. leave. You guys be the host. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take I'll your be headphones the off. I'm going to actually take your microphone. There'll be two microphones here. Right. It'll be me and stereo. <laughs> you know. uh, I'll move back and forth. Uh, so any, basically, they're, they're trying to decentralize the internet. It's going to be 100% free. And they're basically going to, they're going to use everyone's cell phone. So everyone's cell phone emits a signal and it has data on it and it's constantly putting out whatever, whatever, you know, it's doing. Yeah. And they're going to like, so right now everyone around us has some cell phone. It's probably on, even if it's charging and it's idle. So we would be able to kind of tap into that and it would create almost a cloud-based internet based off of the cell phones that were around, that are around you. I mean, I'm, I, this is a, yeah, you're spitballing me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. It's basically what they're going to do. Okay. And I mean, that's, I think that's the goal with the internet is that it's eventually going to become even more decentralized. And there's going to be a point where I won't need Comcast. Mm-hmm. Like I won't need, and they're going to start to scramble and they're going to try to offer me something that may be the decentralized and the, the, you know, de-companyized internet. Well, I just saw today that uh, Amazon came out with one to where you can pick and choose from 100 channels. I just got an ad for it today, and I haven't, wow. I haven't looked into it, but that's basically what it said is they've got a 100-channel package, and you can pick and choose. Talking about cable? Or like, or? Yeah, like live TV? Or? Like, a, like a streaming. Basically, you can well, I'm pick. I'm talking about cable. I'm talking about internet. Well, I know, but you brought in Comcast as, as to say like a point. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they give me my internet. Jesus Christ. Anyways, continue. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, guys. Jesus Christ. I've known Josh for years. May I, may I tell you? Yeah, you can uh, elaborate. I've known Josh for years. Yes. And uh, periodically, he, he would get frustrated. He would just be, Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would fucking die every time. I would, <laughs> I, we all have those idiosyncrasies. Everybody has that idiosyncrasy about there's something they say. I say, my S is weird when I'm not paying attention. I'll say, S I like I like put my tongue up on my teeth. It's it's I hate it. Josh, when he gets frustrated, he'll be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it is absolutely hilarious. I love it. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking. You, you all talk. 
Talk about something. No, uh, continue on your The point. host talk? Yeah, I know. Yeah. For Christ's sake. Yeah. We have you here for a reason. That's to fill the void. Fill the void. Yep. Yeah, to um, give the I people... could run with it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I could run with that. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do hold it. Hold back. We've got to hold back that addiction. Profane. Really profane. Yeah, but that's the point of the that's show. That's the point is, of the show. Is no no censorship. Yeah. Open box policy of profanity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not only profanity. Well, look, I, when we were when we were talking about the podcast and starting it, it's one of the things that um, I really took to heart and made a point to and maybe a little too strongly was like I'm I'm not going to censor anything. Uh, I'm not going to force anything, but I'm not going to censor anything. We're going to say what we want to say in the way that we want, because look, we're normal people. And that's the whole point of this podcast is, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, whether it's our stories or issues that are going on with our lives, we're going to talk about current events and we're going to give our opinions on them from a real person's perspective. And part of being a real person, if we're talking about real society is people cuss and whatever that looks like for you, it's a little bit different for everybody. Uh, I have no limit on what I will say. Now I may not, take it to the limit on here but uh, <laughs> yeah. but i'm gonna say uh we're 75 percent on here <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not taking it to 100 um but yeah i mean that's one of the cool things about this platform is uh you know people people still jive on this type of content and, and really like it so you're gonna say something Devin. say it. no i was just gonna say jive turkey jive <laughs> turkey <laughs> yeah i think it's uh, and we live uh with this is gonna go off on a tangent i'm gonna try not to do it um, particularly liberals and, and, and kind of the way that we're, we're starting to, to move in this nation. You know, we, we're constantly trying to censor the censorship, censorship. You can't say that. You can't say that to me. People are recreationally offended nowadays. Oh, yeah. Recreationally offended. Yeah. It, they love it. They get off on being offended. And podcasts are of, of almost like a, a bastion or a uh, a I'm gonna I'm gonna say a bastion for being able to say whatever you want like a bastion for non censorship. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of podcasts where you can you know you see you hear people say some raw stuff raw stuff and it's great. Yeah. And it's it's like we've lost that in this country. I mean it's not that I need to hear you know profane arguments or I need to hear these outlandish things all day long. But I mean, it's unbelievable. Even where I work, the sensitivity levels are off the charts. Yeah. And, and it's like I told him, like I've, I've, for me personally, I've censored myself for well over 10 years Yeah, uh, in my profession. And, um, (laughs) look, I, I, for the most part have always liked what I do. Yeah. Um, but that's one part of it that's really hard for me to swallow because, you know, I'm somewhat of an outgoing person and I have opinions and I have thoughts. And, you know, because at times in my life I've been a singer or been an artist, you know, I've had to bottle that, that stuff up. And for me lately, you know, growing in, like learning more and listening to the podcast kind of wave that's come over me, it's made me almost become to the point to where I I can't hold it in any longer. And this is like, every time we get done with an episode, especially after episode one, like, God, man, I felt like I felt so alive and just like amazing because I was able to, to share my, my voice and like talk about whatever I want to talk about. And look, 
like we talked about as well, we it would be awesome if this if this thing takes off, if it does. Yeah. But even if we get 500 followers or 100, just to know that people are enjoying our content and 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 are enjoying what we have to say, like that's that's huge, man. It's very therapeutic. It is. It's very it's, therapeutic. It's almost like we're sitting around a campfire and just telling stories, you know. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. I feel like right now. Yeah. I like Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. John, John Wick. Wick. Ooh, oh. we called it. Yeah. John Wick. Are you fucking that. kidding me? You've never I, no, seen John I've Wick? Seen, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen number two. Oh, my God. But I, I still don't know what you're talking about. I, you, who's Bobby Yeager? That's what they call him. They call John Wick the boogeyman. Yeah, oh. Bobby Bobby Yeager is Russian for boogeyman? Yeah, Russian for oh, boogeyman Bobby, or something. Course, I don't know if it's is. I don't know if it's Bobby Yeager, but... I mean, that's probably not the yeah. 100% of the pronunciation. Listen, I took two semesters of Russian. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Well, pronounce it just, correctly, just, then. I, I don't know, but... Let me, let me look it up. You let don't me, say let me, Russian correctly. Yeah. My, my Russian, part of Russian is to say AK-47. Best <laughs> rifle ever. Yeah, I had a Polish girlfriend. Does that count? Um, no. 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 Actually, okay. some Polish people came in to... That's what's great about podcasts is that I can tell you that I had a Polish girlfriend and you can be like, no. What was I looking yeah. at? That's definitely what not was her Russian. name? Oh, the, the boogie... It was man. Angelica. Angelica off Rugrats? No. Wow, that's... No. Oof. We're not Sorry. going there. Angelica. Just say Angelica. I mean, it's a nice name. It's a very All right, nice here we name. go. Here we go. What the fuck? I didn't do it. What are you looking up? Are you trying to, like, sound out the word? Do you have an app to sound it out? Yeah. Google, dog. In Russian. Google does everything. What? I don't know. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not. You're gonna have to edit that out. It's fucking. Terrible. Oh, it's just, it's it's literally boogeyman. No, that's that's. It's not, not right. Bobby Yeager. What were you that's thinking? Not right. I know the movie. Yeah. Y'all don't know it. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so back to earlier points. Um, what else do you like to do, Adam? Boogeyman. You work a lot. You work on cars. Yeah, I don't. You're a I, drinker of fine alcohol. A drinker of fine alcohol. I love whiskey. What's um, your favorite? Whiskey. Yeah, just alcohol in general. Yeah, so whiskey. whiskey is like ranked above everything else, right? Yeah. Okay. What's whiskey. your favorite whiskey? Uh, my favorite whiskey is anything that I can buy. Wow. That's probably sub thirty-five dollars. That's fantastic, and that's what's unbelievable about whiskey. You go in and you ask any whiskey connoisseur, and they'll take you around an aisle, and there'll be fifty, sixty, seventy-dollar whiskey that is rot gut garbage. They have great marketing. They will tell you that they do all these amazing things to the whiskey. It is absolute piss garbage. It's piss in a bottle. So what? Piss in a bottle. Exactly. You can go and you can buy like a $30 whiskey that is just gorgeous. And that's, so it's almost like a challenge. I love to go and I love to buy like new stuff and talk to people and taste it and find out what I can buy that's super, well, affordable, relatively affordable, but still fantastic stuff. I was drinking this $70 or $80 bottle stuff and looked on the bottle and it said aged like 6.7 years and blah, blah, blah. If I drink whiskey that's anything under 10, I'm pissed off. If, it, if it's not aged 10 years or, or, or more, I'm pissed. And I couldn't believe it. It's $70 a bottle, roughly. And it was only aged six years. And they list. said they had done all this other garbage to it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's stupid. It's I'm re- just, I'm not a big whiskey guy, man. I mean, I, I, I no. like it at times, but. I mean, I love beer. God, yeah. fucking liquor, man. It tears me up. I used to brew beer. Really? Beer is my shit. 
Yeah, I mean, five gallons at a time. I, I, we used to brew beer. It was it was great, and that that's a really fun process. It's really long and it's really dirty, and it's it's just a it's kind of a pain in the ass, but you know, it's fun. I do enjoy whiskey or bourbon, yeah. whiskey and bourbon, yeah. I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm same boat as you. I like uh, trying new things. Yeah, uh, finding the the right taste for it. Yeah. Um, my favorite right now is Chattanooga uh, Reserve. That what is it, 1816? Have you ever had it? Yeah, I've had it. Um, I can't remember exactly. Like I can't remember the name and stuff, but I've had it. Yeah, it's it's 90 proof, and it smells like it has a terrible bite, but it goes down so smooth. Yeah, mm. so smooth. Yeah, my my favorite whiskey right now that I I can drink. There I have two that I can drink all day, no questions asked. There's one called Eagle Rare. Eagle, Ooh, that's made in Tennessee. That's made Eagle here. Eagle Rare is great. Um, in my opinion, and then there is, uh, Four Roses. Four Roses has numerous whiskeys. They're my mm-hmm. favorite whiskey that they make. That is just as smooth as silk. Is their small batch. They have a single barrel, and I mean, you know, you hear single barrel, you hear single malt, you hear whatever, and you just automatically it sounds like quality. It doesn't always mean that it's quality. You know, their small batch or is fantastic. Their single barrel, it blows. Can't stand it. But I really, I, like I said, I really don't do a lot. I mean, we talked about this earlier in the episode. I, I just, I'm kind of, I mean, I mean, I don't know why I'm being sheepish about it. I'm boring. <laughs> no, and, and that's okay. But every time we uh, come back to this topic, we can still find something to uh, to elaborate on your life. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I am a cesspool of knowledge. Of not, I mean, I just have tons of knowledge about. I, I'm a, I am. I have always modeled my life. I'm, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've just always been that way. I can talk to anybody about anything at length, but I won't know an extended, or I won't know an excessive amount about it. Uh, but so you, I, you know everything a little bit. I know kind everything of. a little bit. You pick, you pick any subject and I can talk to you about it, okay. but not like a not maybe not eloquently i have a question that i've come across please that i would like to for josh well for both of you josh and i have kind of discussed this already off air but i would like to get your opinion you've been in a few relationships right i've been in a few few, yeah yeah a few serious ones i know where this is going i've been i'm in a a few serious ones one went to a ring most recently one most recently yeah so it was about Lying slash not telling your spouse or significant other, whatever you want to call it, just not telling them something. I'm all for it. Is that the same as lying to you? So you're asking me if if holding back knowledge a, is the it's same. It's called as lying. omission. Oh, like lying yeah, omission. by omission or actually just lying to them. If they ask you a question, they're like X Y C, and you're just like no. Uh, lying by omission, in my opinion, is not lying. Mm, so if if on my way home I stop and I do something that I know my spouse or my girlfriend is probably going to be pissed off about, I know that them being pissed off is potentially irrational and they just don't know it. You know, I mean, whatever. It would depend on the act, though, right? It would depend. Well, 
It's, it's going to obviously, if I if I stop, yeah, it, it's going to depend on the act. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, I know, I know, I get. Yeah. If uh, lying by um, it's not lying. If you omit something, it could be saving somebody, saving them the heartache and the grief. Um, it's not lying. I've come across this situation. Um, it was it was through Snapchat, and this one girl just went off on this huge tangent tangent on um you know if you if you don't tell your spouse something um that they should know quote unquote then uh you know you're you're disrespecting them you're being disloyal um i'm good no i mean I, i'm i want you to finish i mean i might i might have a tendency to agree with that i mean disrespectful and and maybe it's not loyal I mean, I suppose I could potentially agree with that. But so, so is omitting information is that disloyal? Do you disrespect that person in omitting information? Now that you ask me again, no. I've omitted lots of information. I've omitted an unbelievable amount of information mm-hmm. that helped my relationship move forward. And it helped us be fruitful and prosperous. Every time that I go to the bathroom and I, you know, put my little wee-wee away and I take like a little extra piss on my pants, I don't need to tell someone about it. You know, every time that I trip in the parking lot and I fall down, I don't need to tell someone about it. You know, every time I wipe and I get a little doo-doo on my finger, I don't need to tell someone about it. Fucking gross. It just keeps coming back to the bathroom. But it it just, you know, it happens. It happens. You know, every time that something like that in my life happens, every time I slip up, every time I tell a white lie, every time that I maybe make a little bit of a mistake, I don't need to tell someone about it. I need right. to kind of hold on to that and just be like, wow, that was stupid. Well, do I think everything like needs to be shared 100%? I mean, I th- look, I think there's instances where I don't know. It's such a fine line because it's it's hard to be transparent with everything because look, the, I think for you us... You don't need to be transparent with everything. Right. Well, I think, and I'm not trying to draw a line with like men and women, but I think like, especially speaking for myself, um, there are times when things may arise that I feel like that I can handle and without her knowing about it will not make an inkling on her life if she doesn't know about it, but if she knew about it would cause a fucking ruckus. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, Adam, it's, right. it's saving, but them. not, but not something Almost. that would be yeah, like saving them from heartache, potentially. Yeah. Right. but not something that would be like a detriment to our relationship. If she didn't know, or exactly. if she knew not, not something like that, but I mean, something that, um, that, you know, if it came up, it'd probably cause an argument, but if I could handle it on my own, um, and then, you know, save her or I don't want to say save her, but like keep her from keep either keep us from an argument or keep, you know, keep the peace or whatever. I feel like that if I can avoid that, to me, it's more beneficial um, than just being like, ah, oh, Hey, look, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, and look, some would argue with that. And maybe that's just my way of thinking because I'm sometimes non-confrontational, but I would rather just handle an issue, fix it on my own. And then, you know, move on with life. Do you feel guilty for not telling her that? No. 
I, I think I don't feel guilty until if it, if the issue ever arises to where I didn't handle it, and then it comes, you know, becomes light. Then it would be like, man, I fucked up. I should have just like owned up to it and whatever moved forward. Guilt is interesting. It is. It is. I mean, you know, like there's plenty of things that I feel guilty about that mm-hmm. are completely unnecessary. It's just completely unnecessary. I mean, if I save somebody heartache and I make sure that they don't ever know about some stupid thing that I did, isn't that noble? Mm. That's a good question. That is a very good question. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's kind of how I think about it. I mean, I'm imperfect. Yeah, and I told Every, my, everyone's imperfect. Absolutely. I told my ex one time, she... She had a tendency to always want to tell me about every dude that every that that would like want to sleep with her. She would tell me about every guy that was like grabbing her ass or doing. And and I just one day was like, I need to say this, and I want you to not get upset. I don't give a fuck. Right. Stop telling me. I don't need to know every time a hand was on your ass. I don't need to know every time that some guy brushed or past your breasts. I don't need to know every time that some guy was like, I would love to take you home and like do some shit to you. I just don't, I don't need to fucking know about it. And I am not going to tell you every time that some beautiful woman throws herself at me and says, I would give anything to take you home with me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. It's unnecessary. Well, I think part of that's being like secure in your relationship because look, there's, there's been instances where people have made advances at me, but I don't not tell my wife because. I'm omitting it. I don't tell her because it's irrelevant. It's unnecessary. Exactly. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't help your, no, it's your never, relationship it's at all. It's never going to help your relationship. So if I go home and I say, "Hey, hey, baby, you know this is what I did today at work." Oh, and by the way, someone wanted was sweating my nuts. Like, what is that gaining except to make her like weary about it in yeah. the back of her mind? Exactly. All she's going to do is start to question it. Right. And question you. When, and when, question your motives. Right. When in reality. Like, I don't even look at anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's like, no, no, no. Hold, hold on. Let me be honest for a second. Look, do I do I, do I I have an acknowledgement of beauty or, like, if a chick is hot or something? Yes. But do I look at someone in the essence of, man, I'd love to fuck the shit out of her? I, I swear to you, I don't. Because I love my wife wholeheartedly, and I'm not trying to get all corny and, and, and bullshit or whatever, but I love my wife wholeheartedly, and... There is no way in hell that I would ever fuck up our marriage by sticking my dick in some piece of strange pussy that is meaningless. Like, it ain't worth it to me because of everything that we've built and everything that we've overcome as a couple. Like, it's not worth it to me. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative fashion. I'm saying that in a sense of, for me, like, it doesn't benefit me to, like bring home every instance that ever happens same just like with what you were saying yeah it's just it's unnecessary yeah and i'm not i mean i'm not necessarily admitting or i'm not necessarily you know getting into anything that i've done in the past but not knowing everything and 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 being in a position where you know what is the what is the saying it's like uh Ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. I was I was literally just thinking. Ignorance that. <laughs> is absolute bliss, and I mean, I I like to consider myself a, a relatively intelligent person, 
And the more that I study and the more intelligent I become, the more anxious and pissed off and just mad at the world I become. I wish I was an ignorant fuck. I do. Because then I could just be blissful and I could go through life and I could just go home and never worry about anything and never have, you know, anything that stressed me out. I prefer ignorance. And when someone comes to me, like, like, you know, maybe a girl I'm dating, which this, anyway, I, I let's say a girl I'm dating, I suddenly find out that maybe she's seeing someone else or, you know, I suddenly find out that my job is considering changing my position up or my commission, commission structure where I'm going to potentially make less money. You know, I would rather just not know because I am going to rip myself to pieces knowing that little bit of information. Yeah, but that, here's the issue with not knowing is if you know that your chick is digging another dude and you don't know about it, then you come home and you're you're blindsided by a huge cock whipping against your girlfriend's face. Whoa, that took a left turn. That took a left turn. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying, though, like, you don't in know. In my mind. Or, you, or In my mind, maybe. You know, I, I might be thinking about it, like, you know, taking. Exactly. If you knew that, you will tear yourself apart. Thinking. Mentally. Right. Yeah. Scenarios. It's the, same, it's the same thing with a job. If you knew that they were downsizing and they were eliminating your position and you didn't know. Then one day you're going to get blindsided by the fact that I would rather be blindsided. Hey, you're fired. Uh, I, yeah, that sounds stupid. I, I don't know. Maybe I. I don't hey, know. ignorance is bliss. Man. Yeah, I think I've had, I've had one too many PBRs. I, I don't <laughs> PBRs. Yeah, your grandpa's. Yeah, I've been taking PBRs to the face all night. I, you know, I, I'm saying stupid shit right now. Yeah, I, I just there's when I came across that the first time. I was like, there is no way that you come home and tell your significant other everything that no. happened that day. Even if you just forget about something. Right, that's still are, admitting, are you technically. Being, are you being disloyal? Right. Are you being disrespectful to that person? No. And you most, just, and, It's not, like like you said, it's irrelevant. Right. Like, and, and most things that, you know, you either forget or, or omit um, are basically because they, they didn't serve, like, have a big enough relevance uh, in your day to warrant even talking about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My ex made it clear numerous times in our relationship that she wanted brutal honesty. She wanted me to be 100% honest with her. Mm, dangerous. So, so periodically I would test the waters. Yeah. I would come home and just say, you know, you're not going to believe what happened today. Or I would just lay it all out. And yeah. it, it, more often than not, I would get these these enormous overreactions. and. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so, this is the problem with me. And this is one of the reasons why relationships are so hard with a guy like me is that it's, it's all, it's all like a manipulation. I would come in and I would say all of these things to her and I would do it deliberately. If she didn't overreact, it was a win for me. If she, I, I, I always look for a win-win. If she didn't overreact, it was a win. If she did overreact, it was a win because then I could use it as a moment to teach her something and say, in case you're curious, I'm never going to fucking tell you the truth again. Exactly. If somebody says they want 100% honesty, they don't want 100% honesty. Of course they don't. That's the, that's Saying that you want 100% honesty is one of the fucking stupidest things you could possibly do to yourself. It's fucking stupid. So I would come home and I would be 100% honest and she'd flip her shit and we'd have like a quiet dinner right. and she'd like pound her fork on her plate and pout. And, you know, I would just be like, so what was that you said about honesty again? 
you love it, you want it. Yeah, I don't fucking think so. I think you would prefer the, you know, the cool, comfortable Adam that, you know, doesn't have any stupid bullshit that goes on in his life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's been episode two for us. Mr. Adam, thank you for coming in, sir. I think it was a good time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I hope this is not the last time. No, no, it most definitely won't be the last I time. I hope not. Sure. This was fun. All right, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening in, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. I'm heading out. This is Josh. This is Devin. This is Adam. All right, we'll talk to you later. Peace, guys. See ya.